The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they make a cloudy day full of sunshine. Oh, that's nice. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Just keep in mind the pundits and the media All of them got the election results wrong. Why are you looking to them? Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? That's easy because I bought the mic shield. The mic shield. It's a little round thing in front of the microphone. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, this question. Why is our old man, our old nature, our flesh so irritating, right? That's a good question. Hey, if you've got an an opinion or an opinion, either one of those, an opinion or an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness, especially the opinion. Here's the bottom line. You can reach out to us a couple of different ways. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will have the distinct pleasure and privilege to talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite. All right, let's give Dynamite D his props. Literally talking to this guy. Literally. Okay, literally. It's not literally. It's humorously. But talking to this guy like your first day of a two-week vacation. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, please. I'll take 10. Thanks. Uh, you can also text us, by the way, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can text us anytime during the show. Some of the times I, I can even respond to you. 
Yeah, sometimes. But you can call during the show. You can text during the show. You can also send us an email. We like that, too. It does work on the Chromebook. Just send it to david at hemustincrease.org. That's david, david, D-A-V-I-D, Dave, D-A-V, and then the I-D part, id, david at hemustincrease.org. Finally, we also want to send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you about that. There is a couple of important elements that I need to communicate you with. There is a new... Uh Uh-oh, a new podcast page on the website. So finally got this working the way I wanted to get it working. It's really kind of cool. If you go to the website, you will see just before the donate button, it says podcast. You click on there. It just approaches it or does it a little differently. I like the style. It's what I wanted to get done. I've been working on it for two weeks. So it's like, praise the Lord, that's done. The other thing that we want to encourage you in is if you have an opportunity to give, please do so. I prayed today for those that want to give but can't, that the Lord would bless you so that you could give. Not necessarily to us. We think that's great. But just so you can give and be a part of that whole kingdom process, may the Lord bless you in that from your heart. But if you can give, great. That's fantastic. All that takes place on the website. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Yeah, obviously a jet taking off on the runway uh, on a midship uh, that's in the middle of the ocean, right? As a tornado hits. As the tornado hits. And then maybe the ship just kind of goes, and then crashes in the water. Okay. Uh, That's right. We're creative over here. That's how we do it. We're going to open up with prayer, a little bit different than I've done before, but get ready because I think this is one that the Lord has put on my heart today, and I'm just going to communicate with you guys what he puts on my heart, and if it connects to you, great, and if it doesn't, great, and just work it out. But let's just pray and go before the Lord. Let's do it together. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. We acknowledge you. Hallowed be thy name. You are fantastic to us. And Lord, I just want to say this as nice as possible, Lord, give us the ability to be less selfish. We are praying right now that you would give us a heart that we would want to bless others. That's the heart we need, Lord. We talk about it in our DNA. We talk about it on the show all the time, Lord. It's all the way through your word from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, and there's no greater example than the life of Jesus Christ who gave himself for us. May we have the heart and the mindset that says, let this other person be blessed. Give us that spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you guys should say amen. And if you don't say amen, I'm going to tell you right now, you might be saying, oh, me, because the Lord doesn't like that when you don't have that kind of attitude going on. Okay. The last thing I want to do before we get into the teaching, because there is so much material to cover, is this. We are going to, I'm going to do First John. I'm doing First John the teaching today. I'm doing First John the teaching next week. And then First John be over. So that means we have to replace 1 John. So you have the opportunity to text, email, or when you call and share. You don't have to do it any particular way. You don't have to go on the radio. But I am trying to pick between five books to replace 1 John. 
The books are First Timothy, which is kind of in my lead spot because we haven't done the pastoral epistles. Second Corinthians, because hardly anybody seems to teach on Second Corinthians. James, because it's a nice compliment to Peter, I think. Genesis, which is uh, the, the struggle in Genesis, is it's a longer book. It's going to take a longer time, but it's a lot of great material, obviously. And then First Samuel. So I'm looking at First Timothy, First Samuel, James, Genesis, or Second Corinthians. So if you've got an opinion, it's okay. Nobody's going to judge you for it. I judge them for that. Uh, it's totally okay just to share what your opinion is. In the meantime, let's get towards the end of our First John teaching. By the way, in the next segment, I'm going to do the controversial, uh, the sin that leadeth not to death teaching. Uh-oh. And that is controversial, I can tell you that. But before we get there, let's get into where we're at. And it says this in 1 John chapter 5, and I'm going to drop in at verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we already possess what we have asked of him. Woo, baby. Okay, first let's start off with this. If we ask anything according to his will. So let's do a little honesty check amongst Christians. It's always a good idea to do this. Not every prayer is according to the will of God. In fact, the truth is that we often ask too much things that are not part of his will. James chapter 4, verse 3 testifies to this when it says, You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. I just want to win the lottery, Lord, $100 million, and I'll only keep $5 million and give you $95 million. What you're really saying is, God, I want $5 million. I mean, that's what you're saying. So just be honest about it. Don't, you know, kind of be goofy about it. And let's also be honest that not every prayer is a righteous prayer. Just like, you know, people will say, well, if you get married, every marriage is order to the Lord. You mean when two drunk people are in Vegas and they exchange vows at an Elvis Presley place that that was ordered of the Lord? You're going to have to prove that to me in Scripture. I want to know the verse. I mean, just tell me. What God has put together, let not man put asunder. What about what God didn't put together? Oh, okay. I'd ask that question. I mean, this was worth it. Here's the point. The point is we're supposed to pray according to his will, which means when you're praying and Jesus taught us, Father who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what that's talking about. You're following that? It's what the Lord's desire is, his kingdom, his process, his purposes. What's awesome is that if you are praying according to that, if you are zoning in there and kingdom praying and thinking about it from a righteous point of view, listen to what he says. Verse 15, if we know that he hears us and whatever we ask, we know that we have already possessed it. 
what we've asked of him. Why? Because if you petition the Lord in something that's his will, while he won't bring it about in your method or in your timing or in my method or in my timing, which, of course, I always complain about. But uh, the point is he'll bring it about. It's absolutely going to happen when you petition him according to his will. We know he hears us. We know it's his will. We know that's the pursuit. Now, that's not an assumptive prayer. That's a prayer of submission and surrender, right? And we bring it before the Lord. We can have a confidence, an absolute trust and confidence that God has heard it and that God responds to it. You don't have to dance for it. You don't have to do magic tricks before the Lord. You don't have to, you know, I have to give this certain amount for him to answer this prayer. Wrong. You got to have faith. You already know that. And you got to be aligned with what God is doing. So when we're praying, let's not, watch this, just focus on us. <gasps> Remember what we, what we prayed for in the opening? To pray that the Lord would bless others. Let's also consider his desires, his will. And when we're praying for other people, let's pray that he, pray that he blesses them. Even just an equal amount that we're praying he blesses us would be a significant change for many of us, wouldn't it? Ouch. Okay, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, when you're praying with people, fellowship, amongst other people, can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical. Also, practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance. Open doors or, for that fact, closed doors. 
We know his word gives us guidance. We know in 2 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, Paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance. These are all the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us is, of course, the number one element for guidance is to be led by the Spirit, right? These are all hugely important. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where almost every intro, you're going to hear me mention this one thing. I am picking a book. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I have to start studying it tonight. Okay, like not like it's not that I've never studied. I've got a hundred notes on every book there is. That doesn't matter. But I have to start weeks. I have to really know where I'm where I'm going into. So we're we're offering up five books for you to choose from. We're going to replace First John with some of you. After I do this next teaching, I'm going to hope I replace it a week early, but I'm not going to. First Timothy, Second Corinthians, James, First Samuel or Genesis. Those are the five that I'm working on. And if you guys don't have any opinion, uh, then I'm just going to do my best and pick, and then we'll go with that. That's number one. Number two, here comes the trivia question. These are all a little different. Get ready. I want you to get your brave hat on. How many general epistles are there in the Bible? So they're split up between Paulinian and general, how many general epistles? An epistle is not the wife of an apostle. An epistle is a letter, okay? So, very, oh boy, I'm telling you, ow, pow, pow, very nice, sir, very, very nice. Uh, bottom line, if you think you know the answer to that, uh, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or, 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 or you can send an email, david at org. A straightforward question. How many, how many uh, epistles are there in the general epistles? Okay, 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 okay. Um, we're going to do our DNA. So let's do, get ready to do our DNA. We're good for that. DNA stands for, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day, spend some time with the Lord. There you go. <laughs> that's not as good as his, but that's pretty fun. All right. Uh, N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus has to say. Never, 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 never. I just can't say it enough because that's the that's the target that's coming. Shame for being a Christian. I'm telling you, it's coming. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that we do want to pray that the Lord will bless other people, not just ourselves. There's nothing wrong 
with us uh, asking the Lord to help us to answer prayer to do things. There's something wrong when, when we're coming before the Lord and about 98% of that time is us, 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 us. Or is in that one movie with the fish uh, with all those little seagulls and they were like going, me, mine, 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 mine. We got to stop doing that. Okay, I got to do a little bit better job. All right, back to the question. I'm going to give you a chance to set it straight. I'm going to give you the separation. I'm asking this question. How many general epistles? Now, the general epistles are different than the Paulinian epistles. Okay, how the Bible is split up is you have the gospel in the New Testament. We'll get into the the Old Testament later. You have the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Then you have Acts, which is a separate standalone. Then you have the Paulinian epistles, and then you have the general epistles, and then finally you have the uh, apocalyptic writing, which is the book of Revelation. So that's the question straightforward. How many are there of general epistles? Now, once you get this answer, the next question ought to be a lot easier, but that's the question that's being asked, 972-445-0770. If you want to call in, 214-210-8483. If you want to text in, and then david at hemustincrease.org is the email. Time to go into what is considered by many the most controversial text in the New Testament, probably didn't think of that, that maybe perhaps that there is uh, a text that is worse than some of the other texts, like even in Hebrews. Here's the text, and here's where it goes, and, and I'm going to give you the comments of the day. You've got to kind of walk with me in this. First John chapter 5, verse 16. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin not leading to death, he should ask God, who will give life to those who commit this kind of sin. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying he should ask regarding that sin. For all unrighteousness is sin, yet there is a sin that does not lead to death. I'm going to give you the major commentaries and the different positions so that you can evaluate, because if you think I'm going to give you the answer uh, I, I'll give you my opinion, but I'm not just giving you my opinion. I want you to research the scripture and know there are three main interpretations about a sin that leads to death. The first is a specific deadly sin. This maintains there's certain sins which, if committed, are unforgivable. All sins are punishable, but some sins are so heinous that, uh, that whoever commits them have no hope of eternal life. In this theory... They believe that their deliberate sins of murder and certain elements of fornication and so on and so forth, these would be all mortal sins. The problem with that is that both Paul and David were absolutely guilty of murder. So there's a problem with thinking it's a specific deadly sin like murder. That's number one. Number two, the position that's got to be blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. This view is based on Jesus' testimony against the Pharisees who said they've committed such a sin. It was deliberate, open-eyed rejection of the known truth. It was a verbal acknowledgment and a continuation of a rejection of the gospel of Christ and attributing to the power of God, the power of Satan. That's the second view. The third view is this. It's just a total rejection of the gospel. The first view contends specific sins are envisioned. This contends that the rejection of Jesus Christ 
is in play. And the fourth one, <laughs> you think this is easy, don't you? Is a Christian brother or sister who apostatizes, who, who be, confesses a Christian, touches certain things, does certain things, and then rejects. Those are a fourth. And the fa- and i got to give you the fifth because it's just part of the, the teaching. A fifth uh, unpardonable sin is sinning by a person who lives a life of sin, who's not repented, and who is not uh, yielded to the Lord and has not become a Christian. So they're saying that it's unto death. That's a little weak, but I'm just telling you what that is in. Here's a sneaky thing that nobody has even asked or entered into this text. Is this a spiritual death or a physical death? All sin commit, that we commit leads to death, okay? Repented sin does not lead to death. Unrepented sin leads to death, destruction, and decay. So we get that out of Psalm 32 and Psalm 51. Now, you, I know you guys are out there going, well, answer it for us. No. Ask God. Seek the Lord. Review the scriptures. You need to know. I know what I think. Right? I think that there's more than one application. Certainly anybody that's committed blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is going to qualify under that. Certainly anybody that's rejected the gospel is going to qualify under that. But more so than even both of those is unrepented sin is the one that stands high. But the real issue is simply this. All sin ruins life. Jesus didn't come because he was bored. He came to save humanity from sin, from the penalty of sin, from the power of sin, and from the presence of sin. That is why Jesus came. Because of sin, man was separated from God. So Jesus came to redeem that or bring that back or help us understand what the mistake is. Or let's say it this way. Restore what was lost in the garden. That's why that's so critical. Now, I know what my opinion is. I know how I lean. I know we're kind of where I think of things. You know what I'm saying? I think you guys know that. But you need to decide, hmm, is this really, is this unrepented sin? Is this blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Is this an apostate? Is this a person who's never accepted Jesus Christ? Is this a specific sin that people, you know how to read the scriptures. You know how to determine things. This is something that I have a very, my, my strongest lean, I will tell you this, is unrepented sin is, is something that separates you from God. That's for sure. Okay? All right. Now, the trivia question created a lot of problems. <laughs> so I'm going to have to deal with this early, and here I go. Okay? How many general epistles are there? Get ready. Okay? This is not my fault. I didn't come up with this system. I'm just communicating it to you. Okay? General epistles are not Paulinian epistles. Here are the general epistles. Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and Jude. There are eight general epistles. You're saying, why is Hebrews? Isn't that written by Paul? No, we don't know who wrote that. We're not sure. We don't think it's Paul. It's an exceedingly different style than anybody else. We're more confident it's either going to be Barnabas or, or maybe uh, you know, some of the other you know, really powerful people. But no, there are eight general epistles. And you better know that the next question I'm going to ask you is then, therefore, how many Paulinian epistles? We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience. 
right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you were able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this. said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. <laughs> 